1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog.
2: The Tampa Bay Rays, they're (laughs) defunct. They, they don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore. I, I just the decided Red Sox. today you should, we should make a call, and let them know. But I just decided they're out. I would rather watch the like, the, the guy, the, the the paint, the painting guy. Who's the painting? Bob guy? Ross. I'd rather watch Bob Ross than watch my favorite baseball team play in Tampa. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. What a matchup!
0: It is bracket season. What a matchup! Your favorite team playing a game in Tampa, or Bob Ross painting a lake and a mountain.
3: Give me
1: the lake all day long. On WGR Sports Radio 550.
0: If he won't admit it, I'll say it about him. That's a stadium snob right there. Why don't you love sports? I'm proud of my stadium snobbery. (laughs) Yes. Some stadiums are just beneath Bulldog. We are very happy to have one more go-round here with Ross Tucker as the football season ends. Ross, uh... Interesting game, long game, interesting game. What for you is the most interesting or was the most interesting thing about it? We're talking a lot about the 49ers' overtime decision, which is also interesting. It's fine, but I'm not sure the game will be remembered for that.
3: Yeah. um, Well, first of all, great to talk with you guys, as always. I think it will be remembered as, number one, the Chiefs cementing a dynasty because it doesn't happen that often, guys. It's like one a decade, right? I mean, Steelers in the 70s, Niners, 80s, Cowboys, 90s, Patriots, I guess, both the 2000s and the 2010s. And the 2020s, It's the uh, it's the Chiefs. So they have definitely cemented a dynasty, and congratulations to them. It's unbelievably impressive, the run that they just went on. I think that's one thing that jumps out to me for sure. I think that's how we'll remember it. I'll definitely remember overtime because, first of all, I think a lot of people talk about the decision that Shanahan made. And then it was awkward at the end of the overtime because I don't think most of America realized that there would be another period after that. That, that the Chiefs had until their, until their possession was over. I thought that was <laughs> – I know, in fact, talking with people, that was very, very confusing. People thought, well, yeah, they both get a possession, but after 15 minutes, it's over. Well, no, it's not over. And I think that whole thing, because it's new, was confusing. So that's probably what I'll remember the most from it, was the overtime decision, confusion – and the Chiefs being a dynasty. Would you
2: pin that confusion on the broadcast? Because, because on one hand, I would assume, I, I, I whatever. I'm not Jim Nantz nor Tony Romo, but I would assume people wouldn't know. It's a playoff game. I mean, it's the ultimate playoff game. It's the Super Bowl. It can't end in a tie. So, of course, this game isn't going to end like a like a regular season game would end. But maybe it's something you should have made clear i guess to the viewers i I mean i don't know i i I myself wasn't confused at all about the timing but you know i i don't know I, i guess i can see how someone could have been maybe they thought the chiefs
0: were just going for the win yeah right on that play
3: i i thought i thought first of all vinovich and the officials could have been more clear did he say it was first quarter timing or fourth quarter timing rules are in effect
2: Ooh, I don't remember, but he botched something there because he had to. He had to circle back and correct I himself. Said,
3: I thought he said fourth quarter. I couldn't hear. if He said first quarter or fourth quarter timing rules are in effect. Which to me, you could say, Bulldog. Yeah, obviously, it's not going to end in a tie, but it wasn't a tie. The the Chiefs. Oh, that's oh, right. Of course, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. That's right. So like, yeah, so like yeah. Let, Let's say Hardman drops the pass. Or goes out of bounds at the two yard line, and time expires. I think there's a lot of people that would have thought, okay, well, the period ended, and the Niners have the lead. The Niners win the game.
2: Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, I botched that. Yeah,
0: that so, makes that makes a way more a lot, sense. There
3: was a lot of confusion there. Yeah,
0: all they would have done is is switch ends. Uh, Ross, would you choose to be critical, even highly critical, of Shanahan? I I agreed with him. I think it's really close. The math says it's close, but I like getting the ball first, kind of for the reason he said, you have the choice. You don't have to kick the field goal on fourth and four at the nine-yard line, you know, or even set up for that. A little bit reminiscent of the end of the Bills game, I thought, for how the the last few plays went. But, of course, a lot of people think um, he was way off taking the ball.
3: Yeah, no, he definitely was not way off. And anybody that says that, doesn't really understand everything. Like, there's an advantage both ways, okay? If you kick, you have the information advantage of knowing what you need to win or extend the game on your drive, and you can go for it on fourth down as a result, right? So, like, you know that. If you get the ball first, like Shanahan, you have the third possession advantage which I do think is significant because if neither scores and it's sudden death, if you both get field goals and it's sudden death, if you both get touchdowns then it's sudden death. The only thing I feel very confident about is if you do kick and you want the ball second, if you go down and, and match the game with a touchdown, you got to go for two then mm-hmm. you, you cannot let the other team have the sudden death situation. You got to go for two. So if you, and that's definitely what the Chiefs had decided ahead of time. We're going to get the ball second, and we're going to go for two if we need a touchdown. And I'm fine with that. And they have Mahomes, and I get it. The only thing I would say to the people saying that's what Shanahan should have done I mean, guys, the Chiefs only had one touchdown the whole game. Yeah. And they only had one touchdown the entire regulation period. So, like, this idea that Mahomes was definitely going to go down and definitely score a touchdown. I think is a little bit revisionist history.
0: Thank you. And can I please add to that? Because today, I, I am on the other side of it. Today, their Twitter was talking like he would have gotten the two also. Like, come on, you, you, how, how is there any limit to this? That Kansas City is just automatic this year. I know it's just it's kind of a random thing, but this year on two point attempts, Kansas City over one. Like, oh, they oh they would have gotten that too. I, just, I know how good they are. I know how good they yeah. are near the end zone, but come on. I mean, San Francisco's pretty good. They might have been able to stop him. Who knows?
3: Yeah, and, and that's that's where we're at now with Mahomes, where now, the like, in people's minds, he's never made a mistake, <laughs> and you can't possibly beat him. And that's just not the case. Uh, but in fairness to him, he comes up big when it matters the most very, very often. But you gotta make him pay. I mean, he, he had a terrible interception in the second half. And then the night and the Niners caught it, but then they got no points out of it. Like you you've got to make them pay if they make a mistake. And honestly, by far the biggest play of the game was the Ray Ray McLeod fumble off the punt. I mean, that's the only touchdown the Chiefs scored the whole game in regulation was after the muffed punt where all Ray-Ray McLeod had to do was follow on the ball, and he tried to scoop it. You just, you know, they're very good. The Chiefs are very good. We know it. Kelsey Mahomes and Andy Reid. You just can't make critical errors like that. I mean, third down, the last two third downs for the the, the, the Niners, they could have salted the game away. First play after the two-minute warning, nobody blocks McDuffie and they don't have a hot route to overcome it, and then third down near the goal line in overtime, nobody touches Chris Jones? What the heck are we doing? I mean, how do you not touch Chris Jones?
2: Yeah, what was that? Just a, a foul up there?
0: Like Look, Looked like the right guard. I, I watched Jeff Schwartz on that, Ross. If you, I don't know if you have a quick take on it, but the right guard blocked left instead of right, and that just sort of messed things up on the right side, and an inside guy came free and then Jones on the edge. just uh somebody missed an assignment there. Well, do you wanna say anything more about that or
3: Well I would I would just say I'm never a hundred percent certain on something like that. Yeah. Because a linebacker blitzed and so maybe the right guard was told to protect the A gap with a linebacker, and then maybe the tackle is then supposed to block Chris Jones. Like there's a lot I don't like to say who messed up unless I know for sure. Fair. But I know this. Somebody messed up mentally.
2: Right. I did and see that has yeah. to
3: absolutely devastate whoever it was. Yeah. As well as the offensive line coach. If you have a mental error as a professional football player, that is or at least should be emotionally devastating. I did
2: see John Feliciano say the whoever's getting the heat for that play, maybe it is this right guard. Feliciano on Twitter anyway said that that wasn't his man like so, so he didn't say who made the mistake but that the guard did what he was supposed to do and something else went wrong
0: i, I recommend jeff schwartz on that it's, i thought it was pretty <laughs> convincing but you know it's fair enough to not because you don't know can't say with certainty ross we we have a few minutes left with you for the season here we're, we're on to to the draft you know I, i'm not asking i'm not going to ask you about prospects but <laughs> I, I will tell you one comment you made with us that might have been during the season or might have even been before the season you may remember you're you're good at that we're talking about the bills versus the Bengals or versus Kansas City if the time comes they meet in the playoffs you're like as good as they are as good as Allen is would you bet them would you pick them and that that particular sentiment is just going to be that much more prevalent this year because they and they had them at home right I mean it's just sort of one more year in on not having gotten there. I don't know what we do about that, talking about this team for the next six to to eight months, but I feel like that's just going to be the more popular sentiment about the Bills, is more of an expectation that they'll come up short.
3: Yeah, well, and and I would say now it's going to be um, a self-fulfilling prophecy on some level when teams play against the Chiefs in the playoffs like we had for so long against Brady and the Patriots, where it's just like, you know, I've seen this movie before. I know how it ends. But Brady didn't win it every year either. You know what I mean? Like, Brady lost some. You just – you have to – you've got to go and take it. You can't expect for them to make the mistakes. You have to be aggressive. And, you know, I still think the Bills would have had a great chance to win that game if they weren't so banged up on defense, you know, I mean, I, I really do. I think they would have probably won that game, but, but they were, you know what I mean? So you have to find a way to overcome it and it's like anything in life, right? Like I got cut four times. I got, like, you just got to keep doing, you just got to keep going, keep doing, try to get better in every little way that you can possibly get better. And then take your shot again the next year. I mean, on some level, I think you said, this, Mike. It, it's it's nice when there's dynasties. It's nice when there's a dominant team that everybody has to kind of shoot for. Because think about how special it will be for the Bills or whoever if they're able to beat them next year in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that that's pretty much where I end up here. Like it, it the the loss hit me really hard. Um, and, and I didn't expect to bounce back as quickly, but w- watching the Chiefs win again, um, I very much feel like they're not that far off and just keep going. I, I know the roster is going to change a lot, but just keep going uh, because it's, it's on the margins and, and one of these years, you know, like I, I, I doubt I'm going to catch them in Super Bowls here during this era because uh, they're already up three nothing. So good luck. But beating them will be extra sweet because they are now a dynasty.
0: Ross, yep. is, is my front-page story appropriate for Valentine's Day?
3: Of course it is. I have a question for you guys. Yes. How many of your listeners right now do you think still don't have a Valentine's Day gift for their significant other?
0: All 14 of them. <clears throat> Am I a listener? All 14 of them, I think. 14 out of 14. 100%.
3: So, so I, I figured out I think this might be even better than ordering it ahead of time. Order it today. Like, if you're driving right now. Go to myfrontpagestory.com when you can safely do so. Order a story for your significant other. It's beautiful. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper frame, like Buffalo News. It's, it's perfect. I think this might actually be better this way, guys. You put the order form, print it out, put it in the envelope, give it to her tomorrow, and say, Honey, I'm having a story written about you. It's not quite ready yet, but it'll be here soon. Can you even imagine, like, your wife or whoever, the anticipation every day waiting for that story to come? Like, can you imagine, like, waiting, there's a story being written about you by an author. Like, like it would be killing, like, it, the, the excitement, the anticipation, it would almost be better that way. And I'll tell you this much, too. I should have said this a couple weeks ago, if you mentioned it to me or not, but any listener up in western New York that gets one of these stories for their significant other today or anytime, actually. Make sure you send me an email, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. I will personally send you a signed autograph. There personally, I will put it in the mail. A Bill's picture or a picture of me in a Bill's uniform, like an eight by ten or whatever, or a press pass from this season. All you have to do is go to myfrontpagestory.com, story.com, get your loved one probably the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of, and you are guaranteed to get autographed from your boy on top of that. That's pretty good, right?
0: And then that could be next year's Valentine's Day present, by the way. <laughs> the next picture.
3: You say, hey, honey, I have just what you've always wanted, a shine Ross Tucker Bills card.
0: In the worst uniform <laughs> oh, the Bills then, ever wore. Then I send you a picture of that, and who knows? After that, who knows?
3: You know what, Bulldog? I will say this. The 8x10 I have is the worst uniform the Bills ever had because it was the away one at Seattle. Yeah. The, my football card, we were in the all-Navy Blues against the Jets at home in 03. That actually is a pretty good look. That that, that, that one was actually... Google it. You'll see... like. <laughs> Ross, the no. Buffalo Bills football card, you'll see. I actually like that, that color color. Totally
0: agree. You don't have that. You don't have a white panel across the shoulders. Yeah, that, the whole that, road, that road uniform was just the, the The
3: Alouettes panel. We call it the Alouettes panel. <laughs>
0: the Alouettes panel in light blue trim. That was a weird one. All right. That's terrible. Ross, thanks for everything.
3: Hey, had an amazing year. Truly hope we do it again next year. Uh, nothing is cooler for me than to meet somebody from Western New York who says they make it a point to listen to me on WGR every week? That is awesome. Although, man, you guys moved on from me quick, huh? From 5 p.m. You already kicked me out of 5 p.m. That was quick. <laughs> we I have mean, the... people, Mike. Mike, people, people <laughs> rearrange their lives around this. Okay. <laughs> I know. You just mess with people. People are driving right now. Like, wait, what happened? Am I, did, did, did did we turn back the clocks on Sunday? What's going
0: on? Only one thing could have meant this, and that is that the general manager of the Sabres needed to reschedule his appearance this week to today, and so we we obliged him. That's why we asked you to move.
3: You You think the GM of the Sabres is more important than me telling people about my dot story.com? I I
0: didn't say that.
3: (laughs) I didn't didn't say that.
0: Text me, and I'll give you an honest answer. Thank you, Ross. (laughs)
3: Hey, uh... Hey, see you guys. Thanks for an awesome year. I love being all with you guys. Thank yeah, you so much. We love
0: having you. It's a highlight every week for sure. You know, the, the Brady point, how long he went. I mean, they won their three and then they went a long time then they won their other three. There were nine years in between those championships. So maybe it's hard right now to imagine the Chiefs going nine years without another one. Or maybe it isn't. There's so much randomness in it. Other good teams. Look how close it was this year three times. Miami game wasn't that close. But after that, but look, the Patriots, 05, lost to Denver 27 13. Not a great year. Five turnovers in that game. 06, they lose a great championship game to Indianapolis, which goes on to win it. We're Indianapolis, maybe. Uh, the next year is the undefeated team that loses to the Giants. Then it's a a year Brady misses a year. Right, right. Matt Castle. 09, Baltimore blows them out. Is that Ray Rice going 80 on the first play? Yep. 10, Rex beats them at Foxborough. 11 is another Giants. 12 is the Ravens win the AFC Championship, like, easily in uh, New England. 13 is Manning. And then they win the Super Bowl in 14 over the Seahawks Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. So it's like like he said, like we always say, what what else can you do? Maybe I'm right that the narrative will be harsher toward the Bills this year because it's another, and the fact that it's a home game is going to mean a lot toward that. You know, mm-hmm. you, like Mahomes said, they they got what they wanted. They got us here. It Didn't matter. Ultimately, who won
2: the game? But it doesn't matter what the narrative is, what the talk is. No, it doesn't at all. It does stand out to me that in that in that ten nine years or ten whatever that is that gap, like they did lose a couple, like they still got they went to the to Super Bowl. They still got to the Super Bowl, but yeah. But you would take that for Kansas City, wouldn't you? Over the next nine
0: years, well, no, their Super Bowl well, record oh, is zero they, and two. Yes,
2: yes, I would take that. Yes.
0: <laughs> what a question. I mean, they were down. the Patriots down twenty-eight to three in the Super Bowl, after after losing to Denver, after beating Seattle. What's that point? I'm not sure. They won. Eight oh three oh five fifty. This, the draft, and more. Feel free to join us. We'd love it. Lines are open now. Mike Show open the Bulldog WGR.
3: I hate saying help by any means and using that word. So you say that it's like you're always looking to get better. So I know that's the case. We are looking for ways to get
1: better, and that means any move is it making us better. Is it going to move us in the direction faster, the, the way we want to go?
0: Okay. Uh, Don Granado, the Sabres, host the Kings tonight. We'll talk to Kevin Adams in half an hour. Myself, I would like moves. I enjoy moves in general, and I think, you know, when your team is losing, moves seem like they, should, they at least shouldn't on the surface be... Not that Granado said this, but taken as a bad idea. But um, no, we don't want to do that. No, it's not necessarily going to help you. <laughs> that it's just you know, ugh. Yeah, bleeding. I have bleeding ears about the why no moves. I have different questions for Adams. I don't know if I have a question for Kevin Adams about like why no moves. You can ask him that if you want. I mean, it's just we probably should. But um, yeah, a I, few other I, things. I, I,
2: I, I uh, yeah. I yeah, I have I have a plan. I mean I got some ideas anyway. I, I'm I don't know if you can tell. I, I am buried with them right now. Like I, I just don't and and I know like as a work subject I'm gonna to have to do better than I'm doing. But like I am just I empty set. Like I am just I don't I don't know. Like I I don't know what I really even want them to do at this point. I, ju- I just want it to be October again. Like, we just start over and not be twelve points out of a playoff spot, please. That's that's kind of what I want the most. That's I say I just want them to bring the same team back and try it again. But I, I just it, it's just so fatiguing. It just it just is so fatiguing. Uh, so I gotta I gotta I gotta get to a bet. I I I felt this way about the Bills ten days ago. Really, so I'll get, I'll dig out of it, but right now I just feel, I just feel buried by the Sabers. You know,
0: I have not thought about this in a long time, but I certainly can relate. And when you say that, I go back to when, like, a, a tipping point for me in my frustration with their performance was revolved around ticket prices that I was mm-hmm. paying as a season ticket holder. I always thought I was very, very proud of this. I don't know if that's the right word, but I felt it was important to be the best I could be at this. To have to buy to be a customer, I didn't want anybody telling people did anyway. I didn't Mm -hmm. want anybody telling me, "Well, you don't have you don't have to pay to go." I still wanted to pay to go Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be invested like that and feel that I was getting a real experience, not like a press box experience, Right. right? So I did season tickets for the Bills twice. I did. Uh, season tickets for the Sabers for a long time. I still have my name on them, but when post Eichel, it started to turn ugly, and I and you get older too, and your priorities change. And now ticket going to a game means babysitter costs, and you know different things that come along that have that are not the Sabers' fault. You know, you're just your attitude changes and your budget. Has, mm-hmm. has a has a seat at the table. And, like, you just resent it more. Or I was starting to. And I felt like my ticket idea that I was happy with for a long time was backfiring. Mm-hmm. That now I was more upset right. than I would have been because I'm at games and I want to leave before the first period's over. I want to go eat. I want to go have fun. And this game is meaningless. Like, almost every game they've had for a decade has been meaningless, you know, in terms of the standings. Uh, Last year, somewhat an exception for that. And just it was very upsetting. So I'm not all the way out of that. Like, I'm not paying anymore, at least. But, you know, I know a lot of people are, and I Mm -hmm. feel feel their frustration. And I'm not all the way out of that. It's going to have to start to matter in the standings first. Last year was better, but it wasn't like they were ever in. You know, like they were, right. I, I never tasted the playoffs There might have been last a, year. There might
2: have been a day where they were in a playoff spot last season. I it, think there was.
0: It was always uphill. But it, it was better than it was possible. But what is even, what is even yeah. that to say?
2: They were never comfortable. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: but, no, right. far from it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: What is even that as a standard, right? Like, right. That, that That's sort of not something yeah. I want to vouch for. Yeah. Is Hey, well, you almost made the playoffs in hockey. So
2: we lose you we're in bad shape i know i'm sorry i i just i i, I don't i don't i don't want i don't even want to go like the opportunity to go like i i i appreciate and respect that like that you did that the way you did that and then that the job and wanting to be a customer played into wanting to like you know be in that role um you know, at the time, for, for years, I, I, I would say, like, I'm spending so much of my life as it is in hockey rinks with my kid that, like, I don't have social time. I don't have free time to devote to other hockey. Like, his, his hockey was dominated our lives. So that was an easy way for me to explain it. Um, I don't have it. I don't have to worry about babies. My kids are 22 and 20. I got, I got nothing but time, right, and access to tickets every month. And that email came and went for February, and I'm like, I, you know, and John Gale loves to go, Owen loves to go. I couldn't find my way to put them ahead of me. I'm like, I I I do not want to finish a show, get in my truck, and drive down there. I'm it's too because I'm too I I feel like it's gonna it's only gonna add to the negativity to me. Even though I could have a good experience and a good game and a good night, I, I I'm in such a dark place that I don't want to the last time that I was there. In the crowd, really left a mark. Like, it was really a depressing time. It was a Bruins game over the holidays. And I mean, I just hate it. We left. I dragged John Gale out of there. Like, John, John Gale, go watch your kid play hockey. That's happened. Like, he, he does not. Like, Crosses I, the border. I, and I'm not just talking to you. Like, mean, I, you out there, he will go watch your kids play hockey. He just loves to go watch people play hockey. He's that guy. Like, second period, I, we're leaving. I don't want to sit here anymore. And so like I don't I feel I feel bad about that. I feel like a spoiled brat kind of like saying, "Oh, right, I can get tickets. I don't even want them."
0: I feel um, I feel bad right now. And it's not the first time, but it's been a while sort of discussing this on the air. Because I don't want people who do love it to think that they shouldn't. You know, not not mm-hmm. I'm not speaking for anybody else. You're not speaking no. for anybody else. We're just having an honest conversation about our own experiences. And probably they are shaped by whether tickets were available at the office or just like whatever through the years has made it easier for us. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Like I'm, I think maybe not. I just want to be careful because mm-hmm. I, I don't want anybody else to feel like they shouldn't enjoy it if they do. Because not everybody... I've said this about myself I, and I've known this about myself for many years... I need this. You and I are different here to a point. You know, what I'm going to say even I need the Sabers to be good to care about the, the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Not when I was also rooting for the Leafs in my teenage years or something, but I grew out of that. We all should. I, I need the Sabers to be good to care about the NHL. And when the Sabers slid after Drury and Briere, which they still have yet to recover from, amazingly, so did my so went my interest in the mm-hmm. league um that's different from football yeah. right like i i just ha- it has to that's that's a prerequisite for me cuz i'm i'm not, not going to watch la minnesota you know just like i couldn't right i yep. just i just have no interest at all in if the sabers are good maybe i'll watch la minnesota because they matter to me right now they're,
2: they're like, we're playing one of them coming up here or whatever sure. right yeah
0: sure but the sabers are my reason for the <clears throat> my for any interest in the league and if they're out of it i'm out Right, yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm a pirates fan or something. When I mean, I love baseball, but if my, I, don't, I don't, I can't enjoy the standings. I can't. Yeah. I, I I love to look at the standings and and just sort of ponder scenarios and everything like we do for football.
2: Yeah, but
0: without that, I, I lose it all. I
2: feel closer to that than I've ever been. Uh, because, like the Sabers slide here just this year. I mean, uh, you can leave the previous twelve years out of it, you know, if you like uh but th- this year like them like me reaching the point where okay i guess i'm 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 having a hard time continuing to root for this win streak that still hasn't come and then you know the 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 the, the break comes they're off for 10 days and now i'm it's harder for me to flip a game on, you know, I'll watch the Sabres. I've watched, you know, I watched these two games out of the break and I'll watch tonight. I, I, I still want to watch them, but the rest of the league is not like I'm struggling. I, I'm not turning a game on every night. Like I have for, I mean, ever since I've had access to all the games, I have done that. So it's 20 years or more. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with them. And, and therefore the league, more similar to you than I've ever been in that way. There are two
0: outdoor games uh this weekend. Flyers Devils Saturday,
2: Rangers Islanders on uh Sunday. Both at MetLife Stadium in Jersey. Yeah. First time they've had like they they've had other event when they have these outdoor games. There's there's college hockey. There's you like the rink gets used more than just, you know, for the game and the practice that they have. Yeah. That's largely ceremonious, but they're playing two NHL games back-to-back, and I guess there's some, like, we are going to see how this goes. You know, how will the ice quality hold up, especially for that second game?
0: An experiment. Next year, Brazil, maybe. Like football. <laughs> Just keep uh, trying things. I don't know
2: what Jersey's get, but the weather, like today, in, in the tri-state area, that part of the country has been getting pounded with snow.
0: Hockey kind of feels like it's evolved to a point where the weather is irrelevant, though. I mean, they played in... Right, they did do California. Out West. Yeah. Seattle and Vegas was the game. Was that in Seattle? I think it was. It was. Yeah. Still, like, wasn't going to be 20 degrees. Right. So they've they've gotten uh, pretty good at it. They've always been pretty good at it, I guess, because the, here, the first one was tenuous, <laughs> and they got it off. Right. You know, and it snowed. All right, Sabres and Kings tonight, pregame at 6. We'll talk to Kevin Adams about the game and the latest Owen Powers injury, what happens to Casey Middlestat. We'll see how much we can get in with the Sabres GM in about 20 minutes from now. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. This is WGR. Welcome back. If you missed Ross Tucker or any of our interviews in the last day or so, go to the Odyssey app, On Demand Audio, or WGR five fifty dot com tomorrow Chris Trapasso talking NFL draft Mike Tanier on Thursday. We'll have a draft guest on Friday as well. Bills are about twelve to one to win Super Bowl Licks. Huh? L I X. That's how I'd pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl Licks.
2: Fifteen fifty nine oh, oh Licks. What are you, uh, Mr Wizard? Yes, well, Super I Bowl just... Licks. <laughs> It's all those FanDuel commercials reminding me that we just watched Super Bowl 58.
0: <laughs> I bet that's right. <laughs> that's ingrained in your head.
2: Yeah. Otherwise, I might have lost count.
0: I don't know what what number draft this is, but I do know that Frank Gore Jr. is in the draft mm-hmm. okay. this year. That's
2: where we're at. Oh, we've been there. I mean, <laughs> we've been there already. Winfield, Marvin Jr. Win- Winfield's kid. Antoine Winfield Jr., of course. Mr. Tan. You're right. There's a you know, mess of guys. I'm trying to feel Hockey's younger. He's got that too. There's there's a lot of a lot of names, so sort of Snuggaroods and uh, the Dones. There's 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 guys out there, young guys coming.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to make myself feel younger. I guess by thinking that this is a new thing. Nah, no, it's definitely not. Sorry. Hey, we're talking about, and we will do so again. Wide receivers. I. I'm making a prediction as to who the Bills will pick at wide receiver. Oh, yeah? Their first wide receiver in this draft.
2: It's nobody we've talked about. Right, because it's going to be on Friday, or are you waiting till Saturday? I think it would be Friday for this player.
0: Football guys, wide receiver 14. Javon
2: Baker. Oh, yeah. I've seen some. That's Central Florida, right? Get right back on the UCF look train. At, look at me, right? I did know that. Yep, I've I've seen I've seen I've seen some clips. I'm intrigued. Had a good Senior Bowl. I've read, so a little
0: older. But look, if I'm scared off for the Bills, trying to think like the Bills by
2: project, then maybe I end up at a senior. Okay, right? He's a little older, but is he like like Penix Junior is twenty five. Already, like th- this guy's not you no know, twenty five, is he? I don't think so. Okay. No,
0: I don't. I don't see anything about him that says you know he's okay nearing retirement age. <laughs> okay. but you know, just being a senior. Yeah, right. I, I I know in at least I think I do in fantasy. When you're drafting rookies, you're a little scared of the seniors, mm-hmm. the guys who really are the best ones are the ones that come out early even though that might be a little counterintuitive part of that is that you will maybe have them for longer they have longer careers
2: and that might be changing now with the money that's available collegiately too like the you know the need to get out and go start earning is not as uh, pronounced as it was you know a few years ago
0: right and baker is one of many of these prospects that moved around he, he was at alabama before going to central florida that team had Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jamison Williams, John Mechie. Mm. Couldn't blame this kid for <laughs> right.
2: sort of drowning I can there. Play a little bit, right?
0: Yeah, but six one two oh eight. I think that works. I don't think the Bills want to go super slight at receiver, but we'll see. Like Davis is a big guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, there's somewhat of a prototype there in him, and maybe for what they wanted him to do downfield, contested catches. You know, what didn't Davis do separate? uh yards after the catch unless it was like a big pass downfield his his yards per target were always very high. You know, somebody to play in that kind of a role. Diggs I would not expect Diggs to go upwards in terms of that. No. So somebody that has a big enough body and is more of a
2: downfield threat. And I think um he might work, but that is not day one. That's fine. I'll take him as my second wide receiver after <laughs> I draft Keon Coleman or somebody in uh, in round one. Or or the Oregon guy, whose name I keep forgetting. Franklin. Franklin. Troy Franklin. Troy Franklin. Right. You knew Javon Baker. Do
0: you know Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint? Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint. I'm sorry, what's that now? Marcus Rosemi Jack Saint. Wide receiver 11 on this list. Here, I
2: thought Jackson Smith and Jigbo was a lot of words. Georgia. All right. Untapped ceiling, writes football
0: guys. One of the biggest mysteries in the draft. This is why I haven't heard his name either. Toolzy, high-end recruit. Did not have a very productive college career.
2: Hmm. So, where do I sign? Well, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Not really ready to play. Great!
0: I have a running back I like, too. And he had a very, very productive college career. But I'm pretty sure, no disrespect meant here that you don't know this name. Because I didn't either before today that's not actually the measure because this, uh, yeah. if, it's not like if i don't know it you would never know it i'm not definitely i'm definitely not saying that it's not like that Jaden Sheridan. the real ones will know
2: where's he played Where monmouth okay yeah see i did not uh yeah did not i did not uh catch a lot of monmouth on big 10 saturday night on fox i didn't there was not a monmouth channel you sure they're not in the big 10 I can't say 100%. No, I can't I'm, either. I'm pretty confident they're not in the Big Ten.
0: My son is now correcting me through lacrosse. Like, I will never, I think, maybe ever get it in my head that Maryland is in the Big Ten.
2: Like, that, Maryland that to me. I know now. I've seen the commercial enough times where, where they have the stadiums and the logos of the teams. And i like, like, oh yeah, Maryland.
0: And I've never seen that. Hmm. To me, that's like quintessential ACC. 80s and 90s. Like Maryland. yeah, Duke, Maryland, Virginia, Carolina. Like that's the ACC. But not anymore. It's been years. Maryland's yep. been in the Big Ten for years. I can't get there. I can't remember that. Yeah, and so that's a very good. It's a top ten lacrosse program. Two years ago, I think they won the national championship undefeated. Maryland, like that's a top program, and you know I'm trying to figure out because sometimes Johns Hopkins is in the Big Ten in lacrosse. I think okay, like it's it's different. And it doesn't help me. Like, Maryland is still – Virginia's good. Duke is good. Carolina – these are the teams I'm watching often on Saturdays. Maryland, I still have the mental block. There. Now you have something to talk about at dinner tonight, folks, that mm. I can't remember Maryland being in the Big Ten. Ask around the table, you know, what is is that, is that terrible? Is that a huge gaffe on my part? Does anybody know this, actually, on the other end of the th- of the spectrum? Is everybody sort of taken aback by news that Maryland is in the Big Ten conference? UCLA is in the Big Ten now. Who who Who's ever going to know this
2: stuff? No, not, not us. Isn't St. Louis in the ACC or something? Like, yep, I that sounds that, right. That, 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 that's my that's my Maryland. Like, I know it, but like, what are we even doing here? I'm just seeing now the Sorbonne is in the
0: Patriot League. <laughs> the, the Patriot League just expanded with uh, the Sorbonne. And Oxford, the two new, because it's always in twos, right? It's always Oxford and the Sorbonne have just joined the Patriot League. Well, you're not going to forget that. Kevin Adams, After Sports, Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?